Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today we have with us Mark Flickinger with Panoramic Ventures. Welcome, Mark. Happy to be here. Thanks, Lee. Well, first off, uh, Panoramic Ventures, uh, been around for a while under another name. Talk about the rebrand. Sure. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, formerly known as BIP Capital, we've been around for called 15-ish years here in the Atlanta area, uh, but rebranded our company our our venture products as Panoramic Ventures earlier on this year, really to articulate to the entrepreneurial community sort of who we are and what we're looking to do. So, you know, our name before BIP Capital didn't do a great job of articulating that. I think Panoramic Ventures, we have this wider view approach to helping to find overlooked founders and connect them with capital. And that's in the Southeast and the Midwest. And uh, so far it's gone really well. Now, um, I remember as BIP Capital, uh, you had put out a startup report. Is that still going to be coming out? That will be coming out. So that typically goes out at the beginning of October. And uh, we actually just were talking yesterday about sort of this year's report, what we would cover. You know, in it, we cover, I think, eight states in the Southeast and sort of how those are all doing over the past five and a half years. But we also like to write an article that's really timely and specific to the year that we're in. And, um, you know, it takes a while to sort of gather the data and, and run all the research required in order to put that together. But, yeah, that will come out again this year in early October. And then I know that you all are putting a special emphasis on really um, casting a wider net than maybe traditional VCs uh, cast and really trying to include a lot more folks. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the question. I think, you know, we've we've had a lot of success funding what we would call overlooked founders. So those are founders in the Southeast and the Midwest in general, but really overlooked in general. Um, so we kind of have three special views with panoramic or three specific views that we use to do that. So one is geography. And so these are, you know, it's written referred to as flyover country or you know, you're not on the coast or whatever the sort of nomenclature may be. But you know, we've had a lot of success here in Atlanta. We brought that into the Southeast in general. And then with our last fund, really made some inroads into the Midwest and just recognize that there's promising companies being found there. I think the stats are such that you know, only 14% of VC funding goes into the Southeast and the Midwest, but yet nearly half of the country lives there. Um, I think it's, it's close to 40% of the Fortune 5 or the uh, Inc. 5000, the fastest growing private companies are based in the Southeast and Midwest, and, but yet, again, you know, sort of underfunded. So I think one's geography. That's, that's the one I mentioned. The other is diversity. You know, we, we have a track record of investing in diverse founders. You know, the, the numbers are, frankly, appalling as far as where capital goes with female-led or black founders. And, you know, we, we have invested, I think, roughly 30% of our portfolio has been invested in diverse founders, uh, either has or was or, or is currently. And so I think telling that story that these are the types of be like, there is a place where capital is being allocated um, and, and that helps people know what we're looking for. And then the last one is really university. And there's billions of dollars of research done in universities each year, but a lot of that never sees the light of day as far as a company. And so we've had success certainly with our connection with Georgia Tech and some of the other uh, universities in town here in Atlanta, but we've broadened that into some other kind of consortiums of universities 
across that uh, geographic footprint that I mentioned earlier and recognize that there's great research being done that could people have courage to turn into a company and how can we connect those sort of individuals with a great idea into capital and so that those are the sort of three views that we're looking at it with the panoramic lens uh, and so far you know speaking to entrepreneurs it's been it's been well received so now uh, talk a little bit about this startup showdown that you've uh, you've begun in order to really kind of get the money out there a lot faster and a lot uh, you know, to a lot more folks. Yeah, thanks for bringing up. We're really excited about this. So, you know, Paul Judge, who is a part of Panoramic Ventures, uh, he joined with the launch of the rebrand, had, had done a previous event called Atlanta Startup Battle. Um, we have taken this sort of chassis there that have been created and had a lot of success. I think they've run that about eight times and put an additional spin on it that really allowed for more access. We call it the startup event for everyone because anyone can apply. There are six application periods throughout the year. You just go to startupshowdown.vc, which is a website, and um, apply your company. You have to fill out a form to do it, but anyone can apply and we run it monthly. So every month we'll put on an, an event and it's at the end of the month. I think it's the last Thursday of every month. It's free to attend as well. Same place. You can get tickets at that website, startupshowdown.vc. And what we found is that, you know, with this sort of opening up for anyone can be a part of it, you really, we get a bunch of really interesting, exciting companies that come from all over. Um, and then each month a winner will be crowned and, and we invest $120,000 into that winner on a monthly basis. And then, so it's a kind of a winner take all each month. It is, you know, I think we're, we're building sort of aspects where there would be other avenues for companies to be connected to capital through that monthly event. But as it stands right now, the winner gets 120 K um, to invest in their business, and then they're brought into our portfolio, so they're connected with a lot of the sort of founder success program aspects to help that company go hopefully farther and faster as a partner with Panoramic than it would be able to do on its own. So now, what's been the most rewarding part of the job for you to get involved with uh, kind of this community of entrepreneurs? Man, that's a, that's a good question. There's so many aspects of it that I think are, are really rewarding, but I think each day you get to meet really uh, passionate people who are willing to solve some problem and that are convinced that they have the solution to do it. And so, you know, they, they come from all different aspects, backgrounds, they attack problems in different ways. And I think from our perspective, we really look at ourselves as partners. You know, we, we want to align with someone that has the vision that has the kind of, um, you know, the, the, the um, expertise required and it's starting to put against a solution to a problem that's out there. And so just connecting with all these individual people and great people that are going after problems that are big, some of them are huge problems and, and then helping support them move forward, not whether it's building their team, helping them solve some go to market strategy, helping them pivot a little bit so they can make sure that they're going after a problem that's solvable or, you know, they really hit the bullseye on product market fit. I think all those sort of interactions with people that are doing really big and exciting things and innovative things is probably the most rewarding aspect of it. Now, is the niche that you're serving in terms of um, kind of your work in funding uh, entrepreneurs, is it strictly tech companies and are they primarily tech companies that this is either kind of a grand slam or an out or are you looking for, you know, kind of other levels of success and still be satisfied in your portfolio? 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple layers. It's a great question. There's a couple layers to that question. I think specifically to the first part, you know, we're we're B two B software investors, and so you know, we we have not had a lot of success with B two C. Not to say we wouldn't look at it, and we haven't done a lot had a lot of success with sort of heavy hardware components. Not to say that some software businesses don't have a hardware component to it, but kind of broad bracket B two B software and tech enabled service businesses, and then we do that in the spaces where we have success. So we've we've been successful from or deep kind of do deep domain expertise, not leverageable networks, like areas where we can help these businesses. And that would be healthcare IT, enterprise SaaS, which is a big one, kind of marketing and media tech, you know, with the addition of Paul Judge, cybersecurity. Uh, we've done some FinTech. There's uh, DevOps or, or Dev tools, you picks and shovels around software development, to name a few. And, you know, I think that in particular really helps um helps focus us on sort of where we should invest and in, in the types of companies we invest. But, um, but yeah, that, that's sort of where we're investing from a panoramic perspective. So now when you're simultaneously doing that while also kind of opening the door to these diverse founders, um, are, are you doing anything to help kind of increase the pool of diverse founders uh, earlier on? Like I know you mentioned your work with universities, but is there something you're doing in there to help um, kind of more diverse founders bubble up and go through the process? Yeah, that's a, it's a, a question that uh, we've asked ourselves. I think one of the things as we, we were early on in this sort of new brand, newly branded initiative, one of the things we realized is that there are a lot of diverse founders out there if, if you create the avenues for connected tissue. And so I think something like the startup showdown where we're able to have, we had hundreds of people apply to startup showdown for our first event, which I mentioned is next week. And you know, now we're connected to those companies. Now they may not all have been mature enough to win the event in that particular cycle as we're choosing semifinalists that go through mentor day and then finalists. But we now have companies that we were able to follow them and track them and move, move forward from that perspective. And so I think, I think the the sort of the success begets success sort of adage where if you're able to see these companies early on, get them started with 120K, get them exposure to mentors, get them to exposure to other investment firms. As you have success there, I think that gives others the courage to, to start their own business and find their dreams. Now, it'll take time for us to see if that truly does work. But I think that the, the two things that I could say so far, are there are uh, plenty of wonderful, innovative diverse founders that are starting businesses today that just aren't able to get the attention of traditional capital providers is one. And then I think the more we're able to have success in that particular market, I think it will, we'll have additional um, businesses that are started and founded by diverse founders. Now the folks that are going through uh, the showdown that don't win, are they uh, kind of plugged into an ecosystem where they can network or they can, you know, maybe form a mashup or uh, kind of if there are things not working, they have a place to land and at least be aware of the other players or the other people that are kind of in the, in the same arena, but maybe now wasn't the right fit or maybe they have a place to go if the thing explodes, which, you know, in this world that, that happens quite a bit. Yeah. We're trying to build that. I think that's a really important part of the ecosystem is that, ability to reach out and connect with other people that are exposed to the same thing you're exposed to. You know, we're trying to solve some problem early on. We're running into speed bumps, roadblocks, et cetera. You know, the, the top 25 of every applicant, 
every pool of applicants goes through a mentor day. So those companies are connected with four different mentors um, and they're able to spend 30 minutes and get feedback on their pitch, you know, continue to move through the process. So there's connectivity there. There's some connection from a networking perspective where the companies can cross mingle or co-mingle going forward. I think there's still room for improvement there. Frankly, I think, you know, the ability for people to connect is always a way for problems to get solved much faster, but there's benefit for everyone that's applied. Everyone is encouraged to continue to work on their business. They all get, um, they hear something from us, you know, one way or another, whether when they moved forward or not. And you know, they're all encouraged to reapply as the business continues to gain traction going forward. There's no sort of limit to the number of times you can apply to Startup Showdown. And then how many people applied for this first round? It's well over 100. Um, I think we had more than 200 people that sort of worked their way through the application process. I think final amounts was, uh, as I mentioned, well over 100. We open this application period up every six months or every, six times a year. And so the next application period opens June 28th. And, uh, you know, we, we expect as we continue to grow the brand, this is the first event that, you know, we'll, we'll have more interest and in activity as, as we have success with the earlier classes. And then you said previously this was kind of uh, more uh, Atlanta centric. And now it is it up for all those regions that you mentioned earlier that you guys serve? It is. Yeah. You know, before there, there's sort of two things that happened there before it was mostly an in-person event. I mean, as we all know, the world has changed. Uh, and so these are, these will be a combination of in-person and on fully digital events. And so any, any uh, startup actually based in the United States and in some other companies, we had a bunch of people apply from outside the United States for the first one, but certainly there's no restrictions on where you're based and whether or not you would apply. And um, I think that really opens it up. You know, you no longer have to be in a place where there's where the capital is being allocated in order to receive a check. Um, but we're really excited about what we're seeing with this first group and excited to kind of show those companies off next week. And then so that event is a virtual event. It is it's a fully virtual event. Uh, it's an hour long, so not a huge time commitment. And there will be five finalists that are exposed and one winner crowned at the end of it. It's an amazing story and congratulations on all the success, Mark. You're doing such important work and uh, we really appreciate what you're doing for Atlanta and the region now. Great. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate the time. Now, uh, if somebody wants to connect uh, with Panoramic, what's the new website for the Panoramic? It is uh, www.panoramicventures.vc. Uh, panoramicventures.vc and then uh, for the Startup Showdown what was that uh, one more time? That was startupshowdown.vc Alright Mark thank you so much for sharing your story today Thanks Lee take care Alright this is Lee Cantor we'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay Atlanta's new standard in payroll To learn more and get your first month free, go to onpay.com.